The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 27th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Guadalupe's Mexican Grill kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. A home opener, 3,613 miles from home. Notre Dame is listed as the home team for this week's opener against Navy. That's a bit ironic when you consider that Dublin, Ireland is thousands of miles from Notre Dame Stadium. But you don't have to look at this trip too close to see that Notre Dame does indeed have a home on the Emerald Isle. Notre Dame's fighting Irish identity is of course well documented and Dublin has been the site of two previous Notre Dame contests, both against Navy. In 1996, Lou Holtz was in charge when the Fighting Irish traveled to Dublin for the first ever collegiate football game played in Ireland. The game was contested at historic Croke Park in front of nearly 39,000 fans. The duo of Autry Denson and Mark Edwards combined for five touchdowns and the Irish racked up 303 yards on the ground as the Irish prevailed that day 54-27. to In 2012, at Aviva Stadium, this time in front of a capacity crowd of 51,700, the Irish again ran wild, this time for 293 yards on the ground. Theo Riddick and George Atkinson III scored two touchdowns each, and Stefan Tuitt picked up a Navy fumble and returned it 77 yards for another score. The Irish again won big, this time 50-10. That game served as a springboard for the Irish, as the team went on to an undefeated regular season, was ranked number one in the nation by mid-November, and played in the BCS championship game. This week's game in Dublin was originally scheduled for 2020, but the pandemic had other ideas. And that brings us to 2023, and sky-high blue and gold and green expectations are in the air. Sam Hartman, Audric Estime, a loaded offensive line, and a host of veterans on defense. Notre Dame football kicks off its 133rd season this week, and the journey will begin thousands of miles away. But it will be in a place where the Fighting Irish have reason to feel right at home. Guadalupe's Mexican Grill, now with locations on Illinois, Leo, and DuPont Roads, and in Georgetown Square. Guadalupe's Food Made Fresh. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, Senior Editor of IrishIllustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's the next generation of light beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. 
Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! Flight by Yingling. It's the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Tim Priester, it's our 27th year together, 27th season opener coming up. So let's talk ND 2023, opening this week in Dublin, Ireland. Let's talk about the theme, though, of the last few weeks of, of training camp, and it's been an interesting one. Tim, for me, and I think you'll agree, uh, Two things that come to mind, and you may have some other things, but I think these words will be uh, will ring true with you. The things that come to mind are violence and trash talking. Uh, physicality emphasis in this camp has been off the chart. Talk about that. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think all you have to do is look at the depth chart and you see that that defensive line uh, averages about 10, 11 pounds more than it did last year. That that's That's one part of it. And as far as the the violence and the physicality, that's just been a big part of what the preseason practices were like when the media was allowed to to view them. The trash talking part, I think, it's just kind of taking the muzzle off guys and letting them be themselves. Marcus Freeman said, as long as it doesn't cross a line and and hurt them in any way, he's uh, he's okay with that. So you're hearing more of that. But the main thing is the physicality. This is a um, you know, it, it, it's a veteran defense, and now you have a, quote, veteran defensive coordinator because you got a guy that came back for the second year in a row. Last year, the junior seniors and fifth-year seniors on defense were all with their third third defensive coordinator in three years. So I think that has a lot to do with the cohesion of the, the secondary, uh, or I'm sorry, the entire defense. In the secondary, you've added two very physical players, in Thomas Harper and Antonio Carter at at safety, both big hitters, and, and that's just been the talk of preseason camp. The interior defensive line is more physical than we anticipated, so they're ready to go. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know that this will immediately show up. It should against it should against an opponent like Navy, but uh, the the arrow is pointing up in terms of violence and physicality and even a little bit of trash talking too. Well, yeah, you know, and as uh, Marcus Freeman pointed out, and it may have been from a question you asked the other day, uh, he says, when asked about this physicality and this emphasis in this camp, he says, you're talking about men going 20-something miles per hour with pads on. (laughs) It's a collision sport. You've got to be courageous to play this game. I think he said something like that. And when you put it in those terms, yeah, it's it's it is definitely a violent game, and to be the best, you got to up that quotient. And I think that's been his goal, and I think that's what's happened. Uh, Tim, is there any advantage now going to Navy, going to Dublin Island? That's exciting. Third time in Notre Dame history they've been able to do that. But is there any advantage to getting Navy in week one of your schedule when you think about that? Because Notre Dame can focus on that odd option offense that uh, they're going to have to deal with in this game. Is that an advantage, having a little extra time? 
Absolutely, uh, because by by Tuesday of last week, they were working on Navy stuff. You, you could see the the drills that they were running, uh, you know, scraping down the line to defend the third option of the triple option, which is the pitch to the wing back. They were all they were doing that, you know, eleven days in advance of the game, as opposed to you know four four in advance of the game. So. It's definitely beneficial. I, 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 you know, I think if Notre Dame had their way, they would probably open with Navy every year as opposed to the middle of the season, unless you have a bye week before Navy. I'm not sure how often that's happened, but yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you can say that, hey, Navy has all this time to prepare for Notre Dame too, but just because of the specialization of their offense. Now they want to throw it a little bit more. We'll talk about that as we go along, but they're still triple option based, and there's no doubt that. That opening with Navy is better than catching them in the middle of the season. Yeah, new faces on the coaching staff there, uh, at least at the in the in the head man's role, and we will talk about that later. But it's still going to be an option attack, uh, but it might be a little more open than usual. Now let's go down with a position by position preview of the team. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball, Tim, and let's talk about the offensive line. Uh, Joe Alt, Blake Fisher, Z Carell is a pretty good place to start, obviously, but there's been some surprises as to just who's won those guard positions. Yeah, Pat Coogan beat out Billy Shrouth, um, and that's on the left side of the line of scrimmage. And then uh, Rocco, this is a, I actually, they're both a surprise. I mean, I, Rocco Spindler has beaten out Andrew Christoffic and a bunch of freshmen. We were anticipating Billy Strouth largely because in an interview with, with nose tackle Howard Cross the third last December, he just raved about how good Billy Strouth was going to be. So we went into the spring anticipating him winning the job. And I wouldn't be surprised if Billy Strouth, who's a redshirt freshman, he, first of all, he's going to be, a really good player, whether he's starting now or not. But I wouldn't be surprised if if Coogan struggles a little bit that we would see Shrouth. But Spindler has come a long, long way. Again, physicality comes into play. And I think his biggest break was the change of offensive line coaches from Harry Heastan to Joe Rudolph. You know, some players respond differently uh, from one style of coaching to another. Harry Heastan was a pretty relentless uh, attack, attacking coach Joe Rudolph is is a little bit more uh, teaching. When I say that, I don't mean that Harry Heastan didn't teach, but he's got a lot more patience when it comes to his teaching. Harry Heastan was old school, and he turned out a lot of great offensive linemen. But Rocco Spindler responded better to Joe Rudolph, and he's won the starting job. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's go down to the rest of the offense, and let's talk about these maybe in a little quick hit style. Tight end, Michael Mayer, the world's greatest college football tight end, is gone. Mitchell Evans, one of the heroes of the Gator Bowl, expected to play a big role. Who else is going to step up at that position? Yeah, definitely Holden stays. I would say Evans stays are the one-two guys. The Evans is more of the blocking guy. Stays is a somebody that could realistically be the second or third leading receiver on the team. Okay, that would be exciting to see. Now, wide receiver is obviously an area that was a big question mark all of last season, really. But this season, Jaden Thomas and a lot of potential. Talk about the wide receiver position. Yeah, I think Jaden Thomas leads it. But there's a couple young guys there, and Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores that are going to be prominent. Uh, Chris Tyree moved from running back and now is a receiver. Matt Salerno will be involved. The key is two guys with high ceilings, Tobias Merriweather and uh, Deion Colsey, just didn't 
didn't do a whole lot during the preseason. Those guys have high ceilings. They need them to develop. It's nice to have a guy like Sam Hartman throwing them the football. Absolutely. And Chris Tyree, of course, making the uh, transition to slot from uh, running back, uh, apparently caught 20,000 passes this past summer. So he's been working on that. Running back position, Logan Diggs went back home and is now at LSU, but Audric Estime and a lot of talent is still in South Bend. Uh, besides Estime, uh, how does that depth chart look? This this running backs room is loaded. Jadarian Price, Devin Ford, Jabron Payne has made a move during the preseason. And then true freshman Jeremiah Love is the fastest of the group. A lot of interchangeable parts, but obviously Audric Estime leads the way. Yeah, that that uh, a very promising position for sure. And finally, quarterback. What does Sam Hartman bring that the Irish haven't had for probably quite some time? And all reports look like Steve Angeli is solidly the number two. Is that the way it looks? Absolutely. Steve Angeli's performed very well. Kenny Mitchie has. I mean, we saw one scrimmage. All three of them performed well, even though some of the receivers didn't. Angeli has won that job. Hartman brings, I don't know, about 1,000 college completions, 13,000 yards, and 110 touchdowns, and the ability to go through progressions, find the open receiver. Notre Dame fans are going to see a much different level of quarterback play in 2023. And, and he's won the locker room over rather quickly. And, uh, he, you know, he's he got elected, announced as a captain last week, which makes him technically a four-time captain because he was a captain three years at Wake Forest. That's remarkable. Okay, let's talk defense. Lots of talent here, and arguably some depth has been developed, but there are question marks. Defensive line, you already mentioned them in, in the first question of this segment, uh, but gone Isaiah Foskey and the Adam Iola brothers. Uh, I sense this group might be pretty good, though, Tim, but there are question marks. Talk about the defensive line. Well, I think they're particularly strong uh, in the interior defensive line. You have starters Howard Cross, and Riley Mills, um, and, and then you have two real up-and-comers in um, Jason Anye, pardon me, uh, Gabe Rubio. Uh, Gabe Rubio has really stepped up, so they've got a, a, a solid foursome there on the inside. I think the biggest question is Javante Jean-Baptiste and Jordan Botello. Can they provide the type of pass rush that Isaiah Foskey uh, and sometimes Justin Adamalola as well? That's a bigger question mark, but they're strong. They're they're a lot stronger at the point of attack, and and um, you're going to win a lot of football games if you're winning the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Okay. And moving on to the linebacker position, starting group of Jack Kaiser, J.D. Bertrand, and uh, Maris Leofau, very very experienced. They should be solid. Uh, what are your thoughts as to who comes off the bench after them? Well, I love that starting core. I think it's top notch. After that, and we're still kind of waiting to see what happens with Noller Ziegler. He missed really all of camp for personal reasons. He is back around the program. And then after that, Jalen Sneed's list as a, as a linebacker, but he's a guy that will help those defensive ends rushing off the edge, as will Maris Leofau. Uh, and then you have a couple, you have, you have Drake Bowen, a freshman, Jaden Osbury, a freshman. They would like to get them in there because it's a long season to rely on you know, just three guys like Leofau, Kaiser, and Bertrand. Okay, solid starting uh, three, and then uh, Irish developing some young depth behind those three. Tim, the safety position, that was a big question mark. But I think after looking at what's happened in camp, it actually looks like it could be a position of strength. Yeah, the, the arrival of Thomas Harper, who's going to play nickel, but he's also listed as a safety from Oklahoma State. 
and Antonio Carter II from Rhode Island, two big-time players, physical players. And then they join, you know, veterans, Xavier Watts, DJ Brown. I think Ramon Henderson is right on the verge here as well. So it's a, you know, it's a, that once again, that's another area where I don't know that we were anticipating that the safeties would be as deep and talented as they are, but the infusion of talent with those, with those couple of transfers, plus a Xavier Watts emerging as a standout. It's a, it's a really good unit. Yeah, and it looks like it could be a very physical group, which is something that uh, obviously Marcus Freeman was looking for. All right, finally, the corners. Ben Morrison, a breakout freshman last year, and Cam Hart, who is now healthy. Uh, that's quite a duo. Dynamic, really, really dynamic. A great starting pair. And then you feel really good uh, about the backups and Jaden Mickey, who struggled frequently last year as a true freshman, but he will benefit from that. And then Clarence Lewis is kind of a wild card jack of all trades that they move around to a variety of places. You'll see you'll see Clarence Lewis a lot against Navy in the four four three defense, more of an outside linebacker. He's just that versatile. So that entire secondary and really that entire defense, if they can generate a pass rush. This is going to be a really, really good defense. Okay, well, let's talk about how that good defense might benefit the Irish because the Irish have an interesting schedule and try and handle this like a quick hit. And I know that's a tough one, but three top 10 teams they're going to have to face this year. What's the over-under on wins for this team? I think uh, I think uh, Vegas has it at eight and a half, which is probably a good number, maybe nine and a, maybe it should be nine and a half. Yeah, three top 10 teams. And then the the trickiness of going to NC State two weeks after Ireland, um, having to play Duke at Duke the week after Ohio State, then having to go to Louisville with a new coach and a passing offense, the physicality of Pittsburgh after playing USC with a bye week in between. And Wake Forest has been a good team. They they virtually play all the top teams in the ACC. Uh, you know, Clemson, of course, being the best. They don't play Florida State. But most of those most of those other teams are the upper echelon of the the ACC this year. Well, Ohio State, Clemson, and USC those will make or break the Irish this year. Hopefully, though, they can navigate that ACC schedule. Uh, one last quick hit, Tim. Name two freshmen, true freshmen, who are most likely to have an impact. Definitely Jaden Greathouse. Definitely Rico Flores. If Tobias Merrill, Great Greathouse is in the rotation, if not starting, co-starting with Chris Tyree. If Tobias Merriweather doesn't rise up, Rico Flores will take his place. All right. And how about somebody on defense? Uh, defensively, maybe one of those, uh, you know, Christian Gray. It's really crowded a cornerback, but he's a really good football player. In a normal year when Notre Dame normally likes to have a freshman, you know, pop in there and play a lot, I would say Christian Gray and then those, those uh, freshman linebackers that oh, I mentioned. Okay. High hopes for the Irish this year, without a doubt. And that's your preview of the 2023 team. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory injury report, and the world-famous Irish illustrator prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 383rd edition of Fighting Irish Preview. This is Art Salzburg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Sharon McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Sharon McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Sharon McCulloch will sell your house, 
auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. Sheer McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Sheer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. Sheer McCulloch. The Fighting Irish Back of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Clipper Smith, a Notre Dame All-American lineman who played in the first ever game against Navy in 1927, was five foot nine and weighed 164 pounds. This year's starting front five for the Irish average, six foot six, 312 pounds. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Flight by Yingling is the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the preseason number 13 Irish take on Navy in Dublin, Ireland this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina Lake Gage, Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanderbilt, and Premier Pontoons. New and previously owned, we share your boating passion. Last year, Fighting Irish Preview focused on the Fighting Irish quarterbacks since 1988. This season, we're going to start out with an N.D. great who passed away at the age of 98 just a few weeks ago. 1947 Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Lujak. A Notre Dame legend, Lujak led Notre Dame to three national championships. His N.D. career started in 1942 after an outstanding multi-sport high school career in Connellsville, Pennsylvania. As a sophomore for the Irish in 1943, he came off the bench after six games to fill in at quarterback for another Heisman Trophy winner, Angelo Bertelli, who had been drafted into the Marine Corps. That Notre Dame team finished 9-1, and Lou Jack had his first national championship. Next, after spending three years fighting in World War II, Lou Jack returned to Notre Dame in 1946 and for the next two seasons, with him at quarterback, defensive back, and linebacker, the Irish never lost. They went 8-0-1 in 1946 and 9-0 in 1947. Lou Jack was a consensus All-American both seasons, and both those teams were awarded the national championship. And after the 47 season, Lou Jack won the Heisman Trophy. At Notre Dame, Lou Jack amazingly won monograms in four sports – football, baseball, basketball, and track. After a successful but short career with the Chicago Bears, Leahy returned to Notre Dame as a coach in 1952 and was a contender to succeed Frank Leahy at head coach in 1954, a job that eventually went to Terry Brennan. Tim, Johnny Lujak was one of those names from Notre Dame history that when you hear it, you just seem it just seems to invoke a sense of awe. 
Yeah, 98 years old. God bless him. A gem of a human being. I never had the opportunity to meet him, but everybody that I've ever known that that knew Johnny Lujak praised him. It would have been interesting, Phil, wouldn't it have been, had he been named the head coach? I know Terry Brennan had success early on and wasn't able to maintain it. But I wonder what it would have been like to have Johnny Lujak as Notre Dame's head football coach. Yeah, well, that was what I think Lujak was thinking uh, when he left the Bears after a successful season, but just after four seasons, came back to coach under Leahy. And after two years, it came down to either Lujak or Terry Brennan. Job went to Terry Brennan. And Johnny Lujak went into the car business as a Chevrolet dealer and made a bunch of money there. Johnny Lujak, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Navy is under new head coach and last season's defensive coordinator, Brian Newberry. They returned 17 starters off a team that put a serious scare into the Irish last year before falling short after a furious second-half comeback, 35-32. to Navy overall, however, has fallen on some hard times. They have not had a winning season since 2019 and finished last year at 4-8. and On defense last year, Navy ranked high in many national categories, including second in rushing defense. Gone is their leading tackler, linebacker John Marshall, but returning intact is the defensive line, both interior linebackers and the secondary. Offensively, Newberry has brought in Kennesaw State coordinator Grant Chestnut, who is a product of triple option guru Paul Johnson's coaching tree. The word out of Navy, however, is that Chestnut will indeed open things up a bit in the passing game. That may not mean much, however. In 2022, Navy averaged just 10 passes per game. So expect plenty of triple option football. Fullback Dabba Falana returns after a breakout 2022 season in which he rushed for 769 yards and six TDs. Navy does return some experience at quarterback in Ty Lavate and Xavier Arline, but expect to see action from sophomore Blake Horvath, who is said to be the best passer of the group. Last year, Navy nearly pulled off that upset comeback by going into an all-out every down blitz package in the second half. The strategy handcuffed a slow to react Drew Pine and shut the Irish down. That same strategy will be available once again to Navy. However, Sam Hartman should be much better at making quick decisions in the passing game and be able to exploit a high-pressure approach if it comes again. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen mortgage key to an Irish victory? Yeah, Phil, I think it all comes down to how Notre Dame handles the line of scrimmage from an offensive line standpoint. And it's it, exactly for the reasons that you mentioned in the second half. Brian Newberry attacked Notre Dame's uh, offensive front. Notre Dame has two brand new offensive guards. It's going to be a real challenge. As you mentioned, having Sam Hartman at quarterback uh, is going to make a huge difference in the decision making. But yeah, there's a reason why Navy allowed 3.01 yards per carry. And it was their ability to tackle, attack the line of scrimmage. Notre Dame and Sam Hartman need to deal with that. The offensive guards need to deal with that. If you can pick up some of those blitzes, you can pull Navy out of their blitz game. Notre Dame beat them with Notre Dame beat Navy on the blitz in the in the first half of that game, uh, but they're going to have to do a better job in the second game. So when at the point of attack. Uh, against a very aggressive defensive approach. Okay, handle that Navy defensive line, and that's going to be the offensive line's job for the Irish, and that is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Well, I think Audric Estime, you know, if, if Notre Dame can do a good job of picking up those blitzes, he's going to get the ball early and often. 
I mentioned what a what a deep running back core uh, Notre Dame has this year. Certainly, the key is that offensive line. But I think, you know, I think Notre Dame is going to have the answer to some of those blitz, and Audric Estime is going to pop through that line and break off one run, maybe two long runs. Fans, if you can believe it, Audric Estime looked even more fit and and impressive and uh, intimidating. Uh, when he came into camp this year, and he's always been known as a physical specimen. And Audric Estime is your Aspen Mortgage key Irish player this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 22 Indiana locations. Tim, how are the Irish health-wise going into game one? Starting center Zeke Corral is a little bit hobbled, uh, didn't really get back in action until this week with a left ankle sprain. Otherwise, pretty good. Kevin Ballman, unfortunately, all the knee problems that he has had, he's out for the season once again with a with a torn ACL, uh, as is Aiden Gobira, a redshirt freshman defensive end that probably wasn't going to contribute a whole lot uh, early in this season. So, Really, all things considered, when we talk about the physicality of preseason camp, uh, with the exception of Zeke Corral, and he should be fine by Saturday. Notre Dame's in pretty good shape to start the 2023 and, season. And Jadarian Price, who showed so much promise last year, but then tore his Achilles during the summer, is he back and is he going to contribute at running back? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm knocking on wood here. Yeah, he is, he is back. He's had no problems through camp. He was full go from the very beginning as a physical back with some bursts. Uh, he's a key. He should be the first guy off the bench to replace Estime. But again, they're deep there and they have a lot of good options. They do indeed. And Jadarian Price is a name that I think you might be hearing a lot of. Thanks, Tim. That is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world famous Irish Illustrated Prediction brought to you by SES Environmental. Need help navigating environmental risk and with regulatory compliance? You need SES. Look them up at sesadvantage.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by 20 points. What does America's foremost authority say? Well, I named Audrick Estime as the key player. And, and part of that is because I'm sure I'm going to be choosing Sam Hartman a lot this season. And, and really, you know, he is the guy that's in a position to really hurt Navy's Navy's defense. And, and uh, you know, if you just do a good job of, of, of picking up the blitz, Sam Hartman is going to find an open man. So I expect Notre Dame's offense to click. Again, a lot depends upon that wide receiver core and the group of uh, the two that I mentioned that have a high upside. You know, I'm going to be a little bit cautious in how many points I pick with the with the new configuration at guard, but I think Notre Dame has success. Triple option teams that like to throw the football more, what generally ends up happening is they still don't throw it very well and it negatively impacts their triple option. So I expect Notre Dame's defense to be well prepared for this in accord with what we said about having the the extra time in the preseason to repair, to prepare for Navy. I'm going to be fairly cautious. The point spreads 21. I'm going to go with Notre Dame 41, Navy 13. Notre Dame 41, Navy 13. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish illustrator prediction. Tim, I just really like the Notre Dame veteran linebackers against the Navy option. That's critical against the option. And the ability of Sam Hartman to handle pressure scheme, anything that comes his way. Uh, 
between that and having a uh, running back like Audric Estime and some of those guys off the uh, bench on that depth chart, I just think the Irish roll in this game. I'm taking Notre Dame 38, Navy 10. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. For more Fighting Irish Preview, check out FightingIrishPreview.com and also listen to and subscribe to our podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions.